Hey, thanks for joining me today on this episode of the Verbal Echo Podcast. We get to listen to real people's stories of insight, grit, endurance, and maybe a little bit of I can't believe that really happened to you. I'm your host, Monica Martin. Let's get to it. Hi, and welcome to the Verbal Echo Podcast. My guest today is Ashley Holmes. She's joining us from Canada and is the CEO and compassionate founder of Holistic Fertility Coach. Her mission is to support women on their fertility path, providing guidance and helping them conceive with ease. Drawing from her own fertility struggles, she founded her business to empower and uplift women facing similar challenges. She understands firsthand the emotional and physical toll that fertility struggles can take, which fuels her passion to bring mind, body, and spirit back into harmonious balance and alignment. Ashley's here today to not only share her story, but tell us how you can benefit from her experience on your own path to becoming a mother. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much, Monica. It's great to be here. Yeah, welcome. So you're all the way from Canada. All the way from Canada. Not that Actually far. married a Kiwi and moved back to Canada. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're not that far away. I'm in Colorado, so just north a little ways, I'm sure. So I'm so glad you could be here and share this. Um, when you first reached out to me, I thought, oh, this is so interesting. Um, I've never talked with someone who uh, works with women with this problem. Um, I myself personally was so fertile. I never really had these problems. But I had a family member, um, you know, my sister-in-law who struggled with fertility. And so I'm interested to hear um, more about, you know, how this works. And uh, I was wondering if you could share some information about, um, you know, maybe some you know, fertility statistics that are common or uh, maybe some misconceptions that people might have about women who are struggling with trying to conceive? Sure, I'd love to. I think it is a big misconception. And we've been conditioned to believe that this is going to be easy. This is going to happen naturally. As soon as you go off the pill or whatever form of birth control you're taking, that this is going to happen. And it's so often not the case. And in fact, the statistics have moved from one in eight to one in six. So that just goes to show you how many people are truly struggling to conceive. And one in four people have miscarriages as well. And those statistics alone are just staggering. They're heartbreaking. And that's a lot of people dealing with this issue. And I don't believe that they truly have all the support that they need and all the support that will help them during this process. You know, you can have a lot of the medical attention that is available out there wherever you are in the world, but there's not oftentimes anything to go alongside of it. And that is truly what is missing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, you mentioned the medical aspect of it. I think some people think that, oh, yeah, like you said, I'm just going to go off the pill. I'm going to, it's just going to happen in a couple of months and I'm going to be on my journey to being a mom. And then they run into, they run into this roadblock. And what, like, what, what does a typical thing that, I guess there's no typical situation, but a com, maybe a common thing that some people might encounter? Is it like a physical, problem or is it uh, related to like stress or what's something that you run into frequently? 
run into everything. And I mean, there are so many things out there that women are experiencing from secondary infertility to miscarriages to failed cycles of IVF. You know, people think that they're finally there, they finally made it, and then they lose the baby. And there is no one size fits all. And that's why, you know, I won't ever have a group coaching program. It is, you know, to meet people where they're at on their journey, exactly where they are as they are. And I think that truly honors the person and gives them what they need in the moment as they're going through it and to give them the tools and resources that will help them that perhaps they don't have. Yeah. Yeah. So groups don't really work in this situation. <laughs> it's more of a one-on-one. I, mean, I, I have a community and of course I offer things that will help everyone but when we really get into the details when we really you know journey inward i like to say is that there is lots to unpack oftentimes and often we don't want to look at those shadows or those fears or anything else that shows up and by not addressing them they're they're still there they're still sort of running in the background and mm -hmm. we can lovingly and kindly you know not let our fears run our life and not let the past dictate the future and really sort of free ourselves liberate ourselves and not be taken over by the accumulated stress that is happening month after month after month Oh yeah. I can I I can kind of picture that once someone encounters this situation, you know, they're wanting to conceive, you know, they're wanting to be a mom that and then they run into this obstacle and they're trying to navigate this on their own that they might it might just become like a compounding effect where they're you know, they're stressed and then now they've got this stress and they have all these expectations from like, you know, like maybe from family or friends, like maybe they see all their friends having babies. And then, you know, then that stress sort of snowballs and it kind of like exponentially starts affecting them. Um, do you see that? Definitely. I feel like there are so many triggers out there for people trying to conceive. And that's really why my program is focused on you. Like, stop looking externally and focus on you. Focus on what you can control, how you feel, how you nourish yourself. And that is really what needs to be a priority and to really let the rest of everything else go to the side for the moment and really take that time to prioritize your health and well-being. And that is never a bad investment, whether you're trying to conceive or not. You know, you want to be a healthy person living a vibrant life. And you especially want that when you're trying to bring another life into this world. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You want the nurture the vessel that's going to create the human. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you see any, um, do you see any effects of like, let's say someone goes, you know, does this sort of thing and they end up conceiving and they have a child. How does this affect like postpartum and then also their life moving forward as a mom? Cause being a mom, oh my gosh, is really stressful. <laughs> so, yeah. I can, I can speak to this on so many levels because it transformed my journey as a mother, you know, not having this knowledge and wisdom 
when I did finally conceive my twins, you know, it was a stressful pregnancy. I was a stressed mom the first time around. Didn't feel like I had enough to go around. Didn't fill up my cup because I didn't prioritize myself because I thought I had to. I wanted them for so long that I had to put them first. And realizing the second time around that this could be easy, this could be natural, that I could let go of all the stress and pressure and just honor my needs and my baby's need. And, you know, the first time around I was disconnected versus connected the second time around and a far deeper level of awareness, a connection with my baby, a natural birth versus a C-section, just all of these mind-body connections that weren't necessarily there the first time around. And really just a wisdom to take with me to be a better mother and to be a better wife and to live a life that feels good to me and to know truly what nourishes me, to prioritize myself. I mean, these are things often as women that we do not do, that are not ingrained in us, that are not really seen as valuable until you're in a place or position where you have to. And that's really not the place we want to be coming from is we want to, you know, honor ourselves day in and day out and know what truly works best for us. And that is always changing and nothing is set in stone, but to, you know, always be evaluating yourself and how you feel and your energy and your stress and what you're taking in nutritionally and in your environment externally and internally. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, I am curious about your own journey, um, how you decided to start your business. Um, so if you're, if you're comfortable, can you share a little bit about your story about how you got to this place of helping others? <laughs> I came to helping others truly during COVID. I made the pivot to move online. And because I was just a yoga and meditation teacher before, you know, teaching in person was no longer an option. It was like now or never is the time to go online. And just truly knowing and having that inner calling of this support is so needed out there. There is not enough available for women who are experiencing infertility and trying to conceive. And knowing that I felt so lonely and isolated the first time around when I was trying to conceive and leaving the clinics with no answers. I had unexplained infertility and I didn't think I could conceive naturally. I couldn't, didn't think or believe that my body was capable of doing that. And that wasn't the truth. And really just coming to know myself, coming home to my own body and really embracing and truly loving and nurturing all pieces and parts of me and that I wasn't broken and I didn't need fixing. I just truly needed to take time to care and honor myself. Yeah. Yeah. Did you encounter any, you, you mentioned the panty. <laughs> I think we all changed a lot during the pandemic. Uh, a lot of stuff went online. Um, like yoga classes, a lot of yoga classes went online. I know I took some online and it was kind of cool. I'm not so great about doing yoga in my house. Like <laughs> I try, but <laughs> yeah, like my cat always jumps on me. <laughs> it's always a setup like, all right, the cat leaves, the dog leaves, you know, like 
Okay. <laughs> but um, definitely. They love, they love the Zen vibes and the energy and the vibration. And that's why they try to get in on it. But yes, for myself, I lock yeah. my cat away <laughs> during those times. And you just have to do what you have to do. Right. So did you, do you have like a studio set up? Do you still do online yoga in your house? I still do. I will always do online yoga because I feel like yoga was really the entry point for me, what got me onto my health and wellness path and healing journey. And that just led to many other things. And I will always, you know, I do yoga every day and it doesn't matter the poses or the length of time. It's just knowing that that truly has brought so much into my life and changed my life that it's just a way to honor myself and my journey and my path. And I know that every time I step on my mat, I always feel better and I always shift my energy and walk off just feeling like my true self, how, how we want to feel day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's your background as far as yoga training? Like what what kind of what styles of yoga do you teach? I am trained in about five different kinds of yoga. So I can teach Hatha yoga or hot yoga, which I don't do anymore. But I teach yin yoga and restorative yoga and therapeutic yoga and Kriya yoga. So truly any form of yoga that is available except for kundalini yoga i'm not trained in kundalini yoga but i love it and there's value there but really what i learned on my own journey is i didn't need more yang or heated practices or quick fast practices what my nervous system was truly seeking was to slow down to find those more Mm. internal quieter practices and embody that yin aspect of myself because that is truly what I needed more of without realizing that I had been living sort of in fight or flight mode for decades and to come out of that into rest and digest mode. And that's what I offer my clients because infertility is stressful and that's one of the myths. Well, just relax. Well, how do you truly relax and how is your body feeling when you are in that state and that vibration and things like yoga nidra and all of these yoga practices that I just mentioned will bring the body into that state of being where healing happens and you really do find that calm and peaceful state of being, which is where you want to be when you're trying to bring new life into this world and to alleviate the stress that is accumulating and not letting it accumulate and addressing it and doing these practices for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that would be really supportive. Um, I wish I had done, well, I guess I didn't really need, yeah, I didn't, I didn't start doing yoga until, well, maybe 10 years ago, but I always found it to be, uh, it would just kind of set, like if I did it early in the morning, it would set my day and I would just be a calmer person throughout the day. Um, I was able to focus more and it definitely helped me relieve a lot of stress even like when you wake up sometimes you're stressed when you wake up um so yeah i think yeah i think yoga is a such a great supportive practice it's not for everyone but uh it's definitely a a great supportive way to relieve stress um yeah I'm, i'm curious do you have do you so you mentioned all the different styles of yoga that you practice and teach and and whatever do you have 
uh, do you have one that's maybe not your favorite, but did you just find that you're leaning more towards uh, now that, than you were maybe in the beginning when you first started doing yoga? Definitely. For me, I was just of the mindset, you know, I had to be working hard and, you know, I needed to have a sweat or I wasn't doing anything. And I used to look at the people like lying on the bolsters when I would leave the studio and being like, what is that going to do for me? Well, truly, that is what does everything for me. And so I know and I really embody and embrace and make it a priority to do those gentle or quieter practices like in yoga where you're in the pose for a long time where you can actually sometimes sit in discomfort where energy can move through you and where you really just take that time for yourself to slow down because we live such a yang lifestyle and we're always busy and always going and always hustling and always doing all of the things for everybody. And it's so important to incorporate that into our own lives and to take that time and to prioritize it because often we can put it off. We think that it's being lazy or we're not doing enough when in fact, that's really truly what we need. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all guilty of that, especially nowadays, like, our I think our world just moves in in such a yang way. Oh, I, you know, it's just go, 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 you know, and uh, that that's not healthy. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's you know, oh. that's what leads to burnout. And that's what leads to so many other things is that we think we can continue at that pace and in that way for so long, and it's not sustainable. So really what I'm teaching and giving to clients is really a lifestyle that serves them, that suits them, that is for them, that they can use not only to help them conceive, but postpartum and to instill these habits and lifestyle techniques into their children as well, because you want your children to live long, healthy lives too. And it just has a ripple effect of how you do and affect yourself affects everybody around you. So it's really just taking that time and knowing that it's important and that even though you may not see something externally, the work you're doing internally is so profound that there are just no words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. And you know, that's really interesting that you mentioned that, that, like the things that you learn now, things that you can change now. And let's say you do conceive. And if you're lucky enough to conceive and become a parent and everything, and then you can kind of take all of that, that shift in your life that you created through this process, um, you can shift it into the, the parent phase where you're being a calmer person for your kids and you're teaching them. And it, yeah, the ripple effect where it just kind of ripples down into their lives. And, you know, it just becomes kind of a, a growth mechanism for society because <laughs> we could all use a, you know, a way to slow down. So yeah, I like that. I like that. I like the ripple effect. I always like to see that in anything. <laughs> I, I love to see that, you know, and like <laughs> my kids will call me out on stuff sometimes mm -hmm. and it's like, yes, thank you. I needed to hear that right now because, you know, we do sometimes fall back into old habits and patterns and it's, you know, bringing that 
back into our conscious state and being like, no, that's not what I intended. That's not what I meant. And, you know, this is a better way to move forward. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I, I just spent some time with my daughters this weekend. Um, and I and my my kids are all grown now. My oldest is 30. <laughs> my middle one's, uh, you know, 25. My, I had them all five years apart. And so my youngest is 20. And I swear every time I spend time with them, I always become a better mother. And it's, you know, the man, they check you, they just like, mom, what are you doing? Like, don't do it this way, you know? And it's always like, okay, you know, and it's funny. It's like, you look at them and like, they're so accomplished in their own lives now and their, and their own ways, but they still have that ability to like, oh, they just, sometimes they just get under my skin. It's like, oh, okay. But they're right. You know, they're right. And it's just such a, it's like, it's so cool being, it's so cool being a mom uh, when you're watching them grow up, but it's also so cool seeing them step into their life and start to like make impact and changes on society and to like have to step back and be like, okay, they're doing their own thing now. I have to keep my mouth shut, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I that think <laughs> it's beautiful to see the, you know, they are our greatest teachers and they often reflect back to us what we need to see in ourselves or what needs to shift and change in ourselves yeah. that perhaps we weren't seeing. And it's, it's constantly evolving and, and growing and it's just beautiful and humbling at the same time to see <sighs> what happens day in and day out. It is so humbling. Uh, like every time I spend like these one of these weekends with my kids, uh, I always come home like, oh, God, they're right. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Oh, you know, it's just it, but they do it with love and everything. And it's kind of fun. you just have to you man, you have to have humor as you get older. You cannot get butthurt over everything. You just have to like roll with it. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, they're doing their thing. And uh, you just love them. And <laughs> it's, it's just different from when they're toddlers and you're literally, literally picking them up physically, like go over here and do this now. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. You just, it's just, and they're, they're like picking you up and going, okay, mom, go over here and do this. It's just funny. It's funny. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh, kids. Uh, yeah, but you know, so I, I so I, I was, I peeked at your website. Oh, gosh, you guys, you got to go check out her website. Um, it's, it's so great. It's simple. She offers quite a bit of information on there. That's super helpful. Um, a couple of things that she mentions that I want to touch on. Um, something that I really found interesting is she mentioned loneliness and how you could possibly feel kind of out there alone, lonely, if you're going through this process of trying to conceive. And I'm wondering and kind of curious about uh, how finding someone to help you through this process can be beneficial um, and can kind of help that feeling. Definitely. I have found that clients really 
don't realize sometimes how much this is going to benefit them and how much just having that person there, you know, holidays are triggering. Having someone there when you feel angry or you feel disappointed or you have all these emotions emerge that you're like, this isn't pretty. I don't want to feel these things, but it's like you are feeling these things and how can we move through them? How can we address them and look at them? And how can I support you during this time? How can you and your partner come together instead of being pulled apart? I mean, there's so many dynamics and aspects of it, but I know I felt lonely and isolated when I was trying to conceive over a decade ago, and I didn't have any family or friends that I knew that were experiencing that. And so I didn't talk about it and nobody knew and it didn't help me at all. It didn't wasn't in my best interest and it didn't serve me. So truly finding someone that understands you, that can hold space for you and that can help you on your journey is just so important. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that that might be a really like sitting in the corner, having an ugly cry, like feeling alone, you know, um, I can imagine that that's, that's a pretty uncomfortable place to be in and trying to, you know, sometimes our partners, partners can be supportive, but they can also be like in that space where they're not really understanding what you're going through, or maybe they understand it uh, on a different level than what you're experiencing, because maybe you have like all these expectations, either from your family or culture or yourself, um, that you're trying to uphold on as a layer on top of my body's not working the way I want, I want my body to work. And I'm dealing with all this other kind of stress. So I'm, yeah, I could kind of see that. Have, have you noticed that? Sure. Like, Yeah. There definitely is a, a layer of feeling all this extra pressure and overwhelm and also, you know, wanting your partner to be your everything and anything too. And they're in it with you though. And they're not able to give you the support that you probably both need, or at least you need to move through this in a way that feels good, that is healthy for you. And that is really setting the tone for how you want your fertility journey to feel because it doesn't have to feel so defeating and hopeless and exhausting. Yeah. 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 I, I think that, th that you're fulfilling a really good um, need that's out there. So yeah, I just want to yeah, thank you for creating this company. Um, so when did you start your company? How many years ago? I celebrated two years this year. So two mm -hmm. years ago, and it is just a true joy to be able to offer this to people to see it grow to see people be like, this is what I needed, even though I didn't know this is what I needed. This is what I needed. This is what I was oh, looking yeah. for. This is uh, giving me hope. And truly, you know, one of the questions I've asked and want to know for feedback is, you know, what was your belief at the start of the program? And what is your belief, you know, at the end, in yourself, in your journey, and you know, having that number move from a very low number to like so high and just literally gives me goosebumps that, you know, 
that feeling, that belief in themselves, because we often have so many conditionings and beliefs and things running in the background that we're not conscious of, that we're not aware of, that are really dictating how things are moving for us. And to just see the shifts and changes and like food is tasting better and just they're glowing before they're pregnant, really. And <laughs> that is just amazing to see. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that because that's something that I do in my coaching is, <clears throat> you know, we'll ask like a scaling question. And I think that's a it's a concrete way for someone to put a number on the dial. Like, okay, right now I'm at yes. a three and I want to be at a seven, you know, and so that that's a really good way. It's a, it's one of the main things that you should do when you're an experience when you're going through coaching is look for that. Like, is someone asking you where you are right now? Where do you want to be? And, you know, and how can you get there? How, you know, what's, what's holding you in the space between those two numbers? Uh, so that, yeah, that's important. Uh, yeah. So I can imagine I that. I think it's so, yeah. it's so important. And to focus on the growth that they are experiencing and not so much on the goal, right? Because when we're focused on just being pregnant and that's all we're looking at and that's all our focus and awareness and attention is on, then that's always in the future and it's not in the present. And so really just focusing on all of the things, and we don't have to be doing all of the things, but what can you do today for you on your behalf to help you bring in another life? Right. Yeah. And what if it happens where they just can't conceive? How are they going to be supported moving forward? And then, you know, like, what if, the, what, you know, because some things are just not in our control. And what if they get to this point and they, you know, go through all the steps and they find out, okay, I just can't conceive. That's it. And then how do you take the things that you've learned and how you've grown to support yourself in this new understanding of how you are as a person in this world and what will you do next and how will you benefit from this, uh, this change and this transition? Cause that's a big transition, like thinking that, okay, I'm going to be a mother. And if you think about that as, you know, your whole life, I'm going to be a mom. I want to be a mom. And, and what if you just can't and how do you move forward from Absolutely. that? Everyone has their, their own karma sort of, for their lifetime, for this lifetime. And I don't specifically know each and every person's karma, but I know that I can give them the tools and resources to help them to work with the karma that they have presently and that they can work on all the areas that are within their control, that are within their karma, and to do everything humanly possible for themselves. And that just benefits their soul for this lifetime and future lifetimes. Yeah, yeah. I, and you also mentioned, I, I call it the triad. Um, you see it a lot on people's, uh, any anything in the health and wellness space. It's mind, body, spirit, mind, body, spirit. And we hear it, we, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a buzz thing, you know. And But how often do we really think about what, what exactly is that what does that mean what does that mean for uh for us as people as humans living on this earth like what what exactly if we dig into that whole 
mind, body, spirit. Like obviously body is your body, your physical self. Like you're here, you're living, you're doing your thing. You're, uh, you know, and then the mind, you know, you think about your mind like, okay, well that's like, you know, learning and, um, you know, engaging with others. And so what do you mean by what's your interpretation of the difference between mind and spirit or just what spirit is like, what's, what's your definition of that? Really? My definition is that your spirit is really truly your connection to yourself. And that is who you are at your core. And oftentimes that has been covered up with conditioning and habits and patterns that don't serve us. So it's really like a lotus flower and we're peeling back these layers to get back to who you truly are at your center, at your core, so that you feel connected during this process. So that no matter what happens, you're anchored in who you are. And I know the first time around, it was like an emotional roller coaster ride. And when I had that connection, mind, body, spirit connection, I conceived naturally, easily within months by having that connection. It was a total missing piece. And it is, we all have a mind, body, spirit connection, but is it connected? Do you feel connected or do you feel like you're a mess going through this process and that you are just up and down day in and day out. That is an exhausting way to live. It's not sustainable. And to have just a true anchoring and a true knowing and who you are and that you have so much value and worth and that this doesn't dictate your value or your worth, whether you become a mother or not, is just something that I hope every single woman finds on their journey because it is so important to feel whole and complete as you are. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's really good. And I think it's important that you touched on that because, you know, I think um, I can imagine if you're kind of on this journey of of trying to conceive that you might kind of forget about that. So I think it, that's really great that you're uh, bringing that in, like the, it's like the holism of the process. Like you might be going through this process, but and you might feel alone and lonely, and you might be navig maybe you're navigating doctors or you know your your partner is getting frustrated with you, or or maybe he's being really supportive, he or she being really supportive. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's yeah, I, I think it's great that you're having people remember, hey, you know, you are, this is part of a whole program, like a holistic program. We have to take care of yourself in different realms, mind, body, and spirit. Um, and that, I think that starts maybe a real healing process. So I think that's, that's really cool that you're, that that's part of your system. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's life changing. It's truly a journey inward. But, you know, if this is a struggle, and if you feel like I can't do this anymore, this isn't working for me, but I've tried everything. I promise you, you haven't tried everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you have a um, 
So you have a coaching program and it's, uh, can you tell us about how long it is and how it works if someone's interested in learning more about this? It is a four month program. And so it's set up to give you that solid foundation because what we do for ourselves now affects our egg quality three to four months from now. So if we're conscious of that, if we're present of that, knowing that by incorporating all these tools and practices that you're really just setting yourself up to be in your optimal state to conceive. And then you can renew monthly thereafter if you choose, or you can give use what I've given you and keep using that. But then there is that self accountability piece of, can you hold yourself accountable? Are you going to continue to do these things or are you better continuing with support? Yeah, right. So you're offering a little bit of support afterward for people too. Like, can they just reach out or Definitely. maybe, or you, you said you had a uh, Facebook group or how, how do you, do you have that? Yes. Or? I have a Facebook group. I have a community holistic fertility coach Facebook group where I offer, you know, healing meditations and just information about Reiki and information about so mm -hmm. many things that perhaps people aren't aware of and how this can help them on their journey and through this process. Yeah, yeah. We were talking before we started recording about Reiki. I'm also um, a Reiki person. And can you speak a little bit about how that can support this whole process too? It truly is just being open to receive as you know part of the coaching program and to just help heal and balance and clear and purify your energy and help remove stuck energy stagnant energy that perhaps has been present for a long time and to just offer this space and for people to wake up being like wow like I feel so much better and I can't believe that you said that. And oftentimes, you know, like I will send an email because obviously this is done in distance and I'll say like, this is what came through for me. This is what showed up. And then they'll be like, wow, I can't believe that I was experiencing this and I had no idea how their day was or anything like that. And to just see the, the connection there and how everything is interconnected and how everything just is intertwined and evolves is it shouldn't surprise me. And yet it still always does that. Yes, this works. Yes, this is doing exactly what it's meant to be doing. And yes, this is helping you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure most people, well, maybe most people don't understand what Reiki is. But maybe give us the 30 second elevator speech on what, what, <laughs> what Reiki is <laughs> for anyone who's not really, I mean, you know, it, it is talked Reiki, about, Reiki yeah. is your, it's your life force energy. So it's helping to restore your life force energy. So it's going to go and move into your body and into the spaces and places that need to receive that healing and that life force energy so that you are feeling like you're like yourself and how you want to feel. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, if anyone's interested in what that is, you can just Google it. And if you're interested in it, um, you can 
do, you can have, you know, a Reiki distance healing. It works just the same. Uh, or you can search out a, a lot of massage therapists are trained in it. Um, you know, yes. even, you know, it's becoming a really mainstream, you know, even like, um, you know, even some chiropractors, physical therapists, nurses are trained in it. It's a, it's a very supportive, gentle healing, uh, energy healing system. And, um, it, it's woo, but not so woo anymore. And, um, there's a lot of research and science backing it. Now, uh, you can look it up on your own and, um, definitely search it out. If you're interested, it can be really supportive to, um, anything that you're going through, you know, whether it's stress or, uh, it can be supportive in so many different ways. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, um, so I was really excited to see that you were, uh, another Reiki person. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So you've got your, um, you've got your online yoga classes that are, are you, you're still teaching the online yoga classes? I will, I will always teach yoga and I will always offer yoga to everybody because mm -hmm. there are benefits to everybody. And then if you are struggling with infertility and you want to, um, dive deeper and to have practices that may be more specific to you and what you're going through, then those are available as well. And where can people find your online yoga classes? Are those, are, is that on your website or is it somewhere else? It's on Vibely as well. Vibely. So Vibely okay. has my coaching, has my yoga classes, and I offer yoga nidra meditations as well, because I feel like if you're someone who says you can't meditate or you don't know how to meditate or it doesn't work for you, you can't quiet your mind, you can't be still, that is a great practice that you cannot do wrong and you will receive everything that you need to receive. Awesome. And so you can access... The vibe is so vibely. Is it a software program? Is it a is it a group? What is vibely? It's a health and wellness platform. Okay, so it's v i b l y dot i o, and there are coaches on there. There are anything that you could be looking for in the health and wellness space that is available online, and really just a community to help you feel your vibrant self. Awesome. So we'll put a link to her. Um... I guess it's your, your bio on Vibely is that, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll put that on there. So if anyone's interested in finding her, and then we'll also put a link to her, um, her groups and her website. And so I just, uh, I have another question. So what has been one of your, one of the people in your life that has inspired you or, uh, motivated you to move forward with a lot of this? Do you have a special person? <laughs> For me, I really, truly, you know, have been inspired by Jay Shetty in a way because his teachings and what he offers to the world is similar to the trainings that I have done. Um, I was trained by a former monk. So really the things that he says and what he stands for and how he sort of is in alignment with, you know, what he believes and what and how this can change and transform your life really resonates with me. And some of the teachings, you know, 
yoga has been along for around long for around a long for around for a long time pardon me and (laughs) (laughs) you know just having people that can break down sanskrit a little bit better and people that you know have been raised in that culture and that world and know the Bhagavad Gita and know the Yoga Sutras and can just sort of dive really deep into that. Um, Because I wasn't raised in that culture. I really enjoy that and find so much value and wisdom in all these ancient teachings. And I feel like there's so much there that in the West, perhaps we haven't tapped into yet or haven't embodied yet or haven't experienced yet. Yeah, that's true. Sanskrit kind of scares me. <laughs> I think about that. Like, I always hear some of the poses, uh, you know, when I'm in class, and I'm like, what? what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I don't feel like I necessarily say it right all of the time, but I do my best to learn and I do my best to to give my best in all that I do, right? And right. to know <laughs> and honor that that that's not my first language. Right, nor any of us. So <laughs> it's kind of cool that it's a uh, part of yoga. Uh, but yeah, definitely like, okay, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a memorization thing, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, all right. So well, I just want to say thank you, Ashley, for coming on and um, and sharing this information. We definitely want to get this out for anyone that is kind of in that space where they're struggling and they might be encountering some of these things. Um, I think it's really important. And it seems like it's really important work that you're doing. Um, You know, just that kind of birthed from your own um, struggles, you know, and so it's, it's definitely a uh, you know, I, I feel like you're really honoring that um, you're not only your own struggle, but also kind of seeing that this is definitely a need and this is going on out there in the world. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you for doing the work that you do and getting, I just want, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm glad we can get this information out there for anyone who might be uh, struggling with this. So yeah so thanks ashley thank you so much monica yeah thank you it's been a pleasure and i'm i'm happy to share my story and to share in supporting anyone that feels alone in this process because you don't have to feel alone and that's truly we're not alone and to just know that you aren't sometimes is is all you need to find that little bit of hope and inspiration Yeah, great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley. And thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure and hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you listen to great pod content. I'd love it if you could tell a friend about this podcast. And you can find any links mentioned by my guest or by me in the show notes below. Our music is Funk Beats by Ecolix, and you can find them on the audio jungle. I'll catch you next time around. See you soon.